Welcome to the Soccer Speakeasy. Today is Thursday, the 21st of July, 2020. I'm Mike Arace. Thanks for joining us. Us being myself, Kyle Robertson, who's uh, returned from uh, vacationing with the Bushes and Kenny Boncourt, and of course, Jacob Myers, who happens to be between vacations at this point. All these guys do wonderful work, and you can find it all at dispatch.com. So please visit there. Jacob, the Columbus crew are coming off... Um, a rivalry victory at home, two nothing over uh, over FC Cincinnati or FCSC. Since what's their official name? Foosball, Kyle, or uh, Fu- whatever it was, Fu- FC Northern was some, Kentucky. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, um, great atmosphere, wonderful crowd. Uh, almost twenty one thousand people there. It was the biggest home crowd of the year. Um, they, I think they had said in the history of the building, right? Uh, well, the history isn't long, so yeah, that, that um, that's very well uh, maybe. I thought I heard it was this year, but could have been ever. A- anyway, it's in that range, 20,741 on hand to see Cucho Hernandez at his home debut, and impressive it was. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, the, I think we were talking maybe halftime or something that that goalie scored. You knew exactly mm. what he was doing, or he knew exactly what he was doing there, uh, redirecting it. It takes a heck of a lot of skill to head the ball behind him perfectly inside that back post. Yeah. He delivered exactly what, you know, everyone was there for as well as the win late. Uh, they definitely got a bit fortunate with the handball. It was a handball, but the ball was going 15 feet over, but you know, you, you, yeah. you sealed the game late and Lucas made a good penalty. Well, about that goal, what was that? 16th minute. Yeah. And that could have been his third goal of the game pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, he missed wide early and, uh, he had one turn in the box mm, yeah. that the goalie had to make a reflex save on. and uh, All three of those. But that of, turn was really, that's when you go like, this guy's good. <laughs> yeah, and there had been talk before that game, I think I had written that the three goals he had scored were all in different ways, right? The chip against Chicago, the diving header, and then the, the curler from the edge of the box against right. D.C., this case, the three different shots showcased a lot of what he's good at. The first one in the ten minute, tenth minute, being from the top of the box, he was combining with a lot of different players on that play. I like how he just kind of roves around that attacking third, and I believe it was it was with Lucas and maybe Aiden Morris. I would have to yeah. go back again, but he was combining well there. Then got a shot off, and as you were talking, Mike, he had his back to goal took one touch, spun and shot all in one motion. The turn was so, it was just lightning fast. That was, um, I mean, that's some high-end feel. Kyle, uh, did you catch the highlights or watch the game? Yeah, we watched it. We were back from vacation, so we got to to watch it. And it's it's crazy. (laughs) It's just, I mean, to to see him, what, two of the four goals off headers, you know, and he's not not a huge guy in stature. So, I mean, I mean, in the... What I think he has both of the uh, all the headers from this year too. I think I don't think anyone has scored off a header. I could be wrong. I'd have to um, go back and look, but that might be right. Yeah, they're not very good in the air. Yeah. Otherwise, but you wouldn't think from. I, I think mean, he's not meant like to a, have one somewhere in a box. Uh, I, uh, he might have. Yeah, he might have had one of the header on one of the corner kicks. Josh, maybe I, I don't know. Probably on on a set piece, although they're. They don't score very much on set pieces. They will now, yeah. though, oh. won't they, Kyle? What do you think of I, – I, yeah. I wrote about uh, the combination. I mean, Zella Ryan is just – seems to be the happiest man in Columbus right now other than, you know, Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> I mean, you can – I think they have a great, com- a great, you know, connection early on. You know, they look uh, – was it uh, – one of them got a yellow card for one of the celebrations. I think it was – uh, well, it's in that game, right? He got a yellow card. At least they showed it on TV after his after his goal. 
He came off the bench, I believe. I, I, I could be wrong. But I don't know. Maybe you're right. Something I missed. But, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's what you want from a 10 plus million dollar DP, right? Right. And the coach is now a genius again, right? <laughs> and, you know, we should talk about that. Not necessarily, not just kidding around about Caleb, but, uh, I mean, it, just the fact that he can go back to his preferred for, formation, um, uh, which beginning in the second half of the game in Chicago uh, has been very impressive, Jacob. Yeah, and there, there's a good balance with the four guys up top. I, I'm still skeptical of how consistent we can see Luis Diaz perform at the level he's at. He still needs to improve and get that final ball right. But I thought against Cincinnati, he made a lot of the right decisions, yep. which I think has been kind of the biggest thing for him. Certainly, they have a lot of pace with Cucho Hernandez, Lucas, Derek Etienne, and Luis Diaz. I, I think that is tough for any back line, any team that the crew is going to face this year. We'll see how consistent the wingers can be the rest of the year. But you already see not just Lucas and Cucho, but Cucho has a right. pretty good relationship already with Luis and, and Derek, I would say. But you don't need the wingers to be as consistent now because you have the other goal scorer. What you what you have what what right. Cucho do, sure but what Cucho does is he attracts so much more attention that it's just it's not just Lucas he can have more creativity Lucas can but also there's more space for right. Derek and Louise to get in behind and then you can get that right. final ball in uh, which they still need right. to improve on as well. Well, they were looking up in the standings at uh, Cincinnati uh, prior to the game Sunday and they passed Cincinnati moved into sixth place. Uh, in the Eastern Conference standings, uh, 29 points through 20 games. They've got a game in hand on a couple teams ahead of them, although a game in hand against Philly isn't really a big deal. Philly is in first place in the East with 39 points and New York City with 38. So you're talking recent cup winners and uh, and uh, supporter shield winners of recent vintage. Um, and it looks like with 39 and 38, um, they're going to be playing for the top of the table there and the number one seed in the East. Uh um, because the Bull, Red Bulls of, of New York have 33 points, so five behind New York City and Philly. Uh, Montreal then with 32, and that's your top four. Uh, Montreal is a minus team at this point in differential, 34-4, 35 goals against, um, which is interesting. Orlando as well. Yeah, yeah, and Orlando in fifth place, they're trying to uh, break into that uh, uh, top four to get a home playoff game. They're 26-4 and 30 against. Um, and then the crew in sixth place, uh, seven, five, and eight, 27 goals for, 22 against, plus five, four, three, and two at home, and a sterling three, two, and six away. Um, you know, uh, they're four, oh, and four in their last eight. It's their longest streak since Jacob. Was it 2018? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, four, oh, and four in their last eight, and uh, three, oh, and two in their last five on the road. Uh, they've been very good in that. Uh, it's not a back-up-the-bus formation, but a much more conservative with five and practical, five. I think. Yeah. So, so you know, suddenly the season's changed, and it almost – Jacob, it almost started changing right from the moment that Cucho Hernandez signed, um, even if he wasn't in a game for another month yet. Um, uh, they've really turned on the burners here, and their goal is to get into the top four to host a home playoff game. It should be their goal. Um, and now it looks – Doable, especially considering that they have, you know, four of their next uh, or three of the next four at home, and that would make it con- combined with Sunday's game. That'd be four out of five, and and uh, they have a heavy home schedule over their last fourteen games. Eleven of their first nineteen games, so more than half the year, but those were away. So what? Do the math. So fifteen games, and you have 
how many eight you nine of the last 15, yeah. 15 games are at home. So, yeah, lots of opportunities for points. A game against uh, Red Bulls, plural. Plural. Two two games against Montreal. You end at Orlando. Absolutely. I, I'd say third place is absolutely on the table for them. And, and remember, Mike, a few weeks ago, we were talking in here if they could even get to the home yeah. playoff. And I feel like now that's kind of the expectation. Mike said they were done. Well, what we talk about here, I might have. And I'm sure Patrick Flaherty. And I probably said they'd win the Shield. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're somewhere in between, right? No, I don't. I don't think I said they're done. But if I if I did, I'll own it. Um, um, but what we'll what I'll we have talk about here, Kyle, when you're especially when you're on vacation, is we talk about the scoreboard and the standings. And at that point, it looked very dire for them. And um, even with the big signing, no one was, knew how good Kucherov right. was at the time. And on top of that, we did know that the earliest he could get into a game would be, you know, not for for like five weeks at that point, four weeks. So. Um, it didn't get away from them. All credit to the to the players and the coach. Um, uh, they're, they're right in the hunt here. Yeah, I, I think what you said earlier, Mike, about Cucho being signed, being a lift, not just necessarily coming into the team, but I, I was kind of asking players during that period, and, and they agreed that it did give them a lift because you look at the Salt Lake game was very dull, boring, but you get a yeah. point there. Then you win at Toronto. Play pretty well against Philadelphia yep. at home, yep. even though it's a draw. I still think you take yeah. that point. Yeah, should have had. You should have won that game, right? Was that the game that was two goals called back? Is the one goal called back yeah. as Hurtado was yeah, crossing yeah, yeah, in front? Right. Don't need to relitigate yeah. it, but but yeah. So you, I know Caleb Porter would argue they scored a good goal. Yeah. DC they should have won on the yeah. road. So there there are some points left out there for sure, but they're already in six with a plus five goal dif- differential, and I, I think normally. Any sport, the kind of gap, if you're positive, that that often tells you that, you know, not just you're trending in the right place, but you might be even lower in the standings than, than maybe you should yeah. be. You're a playoff team if you're plus. I mean, yes. for all practical purposes, regardless of the sport. And so they're one of four plus teams in, in the East. Um, and that, that brings up a point. I was talking to a crew fan um, in a, in a uh, fine uh, establishment after the game. Uh, uh, no, it wasn't Betty's. It was it was the Highbeck Tavern. You know, I was hanging out with Tommy and. Classic. Uh, no. uh, but anyway, um, you know, he was he was expressing uh, real anxiety about their defense, and I was like, "Look, I get it, but look at the numbers." And right. I think I think they've they've allowed the third fewest goals in the league. And yeah, it's been strange. We've debated it here. Like they definitely have times where they look yeah. like they are a sieve. But all the numbers back up that they statistically have been one of the better, I guess, chance creation defenses in the league. The problem is the ones they give up are like yeah. huge opportunities. Yeah. Uh, Aloy Room bailing them out in the third minute yeah. just to Great keep it scoreless. Yeah. yeah. So that is something I continue to watch. But I think you look at the games that they played often with with Milos Degenik, Josh Williams, and Jonathan Mensa in there. All three seem to be playing yeah. generally pretty well. The last two games they didn't right. was – no, I'm not putting blame on him. I'm just saying it makes a big difference when Milos and, and Jonathan aren't in was when Jaleel Anibaba was playing with Josh, and they don't have that chemistry. Yeah. You know, oftentimes the opponent creates chances and good chances. And, um, you know – They need your goalkeeper to make a save or two yeah, every game. Their X's and O's are they're trying to exploit you, and sometimes they do. Um, you know, so I, I think you can pick at nits right. when it comes to the defense or – close your eyes over some of the chances that are created against this team. But 
you know, again, I'm a scoreboard kind of guy. Uh, read the scoreboard in the standings. I, I believe when I looked it up Sunday night uh, or might have been early Monday morning that the crew was, uh, I think, had given up the third fewest goals in the league. I mean, third or fourth. I mean, so they, that's black and white to me, you know, and we can, we, uh, we can carve about this chance or that chance. But they're overall, it's fair to say, a, a sound defensive team. And now that they have an offense going, Kyle, and uh, what do you look forward to the, from them offensively? I mean, can, Cucho has uh, four goals. Touches the ball. He's got four <laughs> goals and assists in, um, in three games. And, and uh, uh, Zellerion has uh, five assists and yeah. a goal in, 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 well, in the so, same yeah. three games. I, w- I would say you, you'd probably want to see Zellerion score from the run and play. What, I mean, I know his last goal was his first in 13 games. So, right. you know, you... You do want to see that. Also, he had that chance right in front of the box. And yeah. It was an amazing yeah, tackle oh by the Cincinnati player. I thought he was going to break a leg. Yeah, <laughs> that was dangerous, but that, yeah. that was a heck of a play. I think you're seeing him yeah. more around uh, the top of the box in those yeah. opportunities. I believe he had another in either the first right. half or early second half. But I, I agree with you, and I think Lucas would, would say yeah. the same. Now, uh, let's wrap up. This is a uh, brief one, unless you have, Jacob, unless you have any other. Uh, Miguel Berry yeah, getting Miguel traded. Barry. Oh, that's yeah. right. We forgot. We hardly knew ye. Um, young Miguel Berry, who scored eight goals in a minute last yeah. year. What a fast rise and a maybe right. faster fall. Because he was, what, he wound up fourth on the depth chart before he yeah. was moved. Yeah. And he was the starter coming into the season. Yeah, and, and I think it, it made a lot of sense uh, as far as, him being traded. Well, I think it what, was. What are the details yeah. of the deal there, Jacob? They get, I believe it's a hundred thousand game next year and one twenty five this year, and they can get up to another a hundred thousand in game for Barry, which is not a no. bad return for for a draft pick. And and all the credit to him for you know playing the way he did last year. I've really enjoyed my conversations mm-hmm. with him. He, he's really. I, I think he's a nice guy and then a good story I enjoyed telling last year about how, you know, he was born in Spain, moved over here. His his parents are, are Cuban and American. His mom died of cancer when he was in high school and how he's kind of used that to, I guess, motivate himself and just be very grateful for different outlooks on life. He, he's just a really stand-up yeah. guy. Um, so wish the best for him, but it just became to a point where he got the opportunity yeah. that he deserved and wasn't making the most of it. The team wasn't performing as, as they should have. It wasn't all him for sure. Right. Then Cucho comes in. Obviously, he was going to take the starting job. And Eric Hurtado is playing well. Yeah. Then they get Jason Russell Rowe from Crew 2, and he starts playing well. So, oh, and he's younger too, right? And he's, he's younger. 19. He's 19 yeah. years old. So I think it, it, it makes sense yeah. that he was probably going to ask for a trade at some point, as he should. And, and I'm glad the club moved him, didn't just have him sitting on the bench. So D- Dagenek made it back into the lineup. Um, can you go over the injury report for us there, Jacob? Yeah, I think now with with him back in the fold, it's just our tour. And he, the brief session that we saw on Wednesday, he was at least warming up with the full group at training. I don't know if he was fully training, but he should come back in soon. And that's another thing we can talk about here. Where is, does he go? <laughs> I, I don't think he plays. Yeah. Aiden Morris has been that yeah. good. I, I, I think at some point, like it's worth the conversation of this guy is going to be coveted by European teams, the way yep. he's playing. I mean, he was he 21 years old, uh, 
maybe 20 years old. The guy is phenomenal, covers as well as any midfielder in MLS. You clearly see the combination and and the work with he and Darlington Nagby. Yeah, what an addition. You're talking about the defense. You look at, I think they have two of the better, if better left backs or outside backs backs. in the league with Steve Marrera and Pedro Santos. And then that midfield, that was one thing that stuck out to me is since he really struggled to get through Nagby and Morris. Yeah, Morris. Well, and last year they didn't have uh, Morris, Morris and Arturo was hurt. So I mean, basically had Nagby out there. Interesting. Well, uh, at, at the very least, what we can say right now, Jacob, is they can manage Arturo's minutes uh, to get him yeah. to full, full hundred. Yeah, know, that's for sure. And so you bring him in at the end of a game for <laughs> three-person yeah. midfield of uh, yeah Nagby, Aiden Morris, and, and Arturo. That would be tough for teams to get through. Um, last two items here. What 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 is what are they looking like in in, in the four three two one? Who who is where? Aloy at goal. You got Pedro Santos. I, I think the starters are probably still Milos Degenik and, and Jonathan Mensa. Josh Williams can play for Milos at times. Stephen Marrera on the right. The Nagby and Morris left to right uh, on the wing. It's. Derek, Derek Etienne, and then Lucas in the middle. Luis Diaz on the right. Haven't seen a lot of Kevin Molina. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's just they haven't been in a position to get him into games yet because he's not necessarily a guy who works hard defensively. Right. We saw last year at times. So I think they're still looking for him to get into games at some point. And then Kucho up top. Well, well, you have options though with the with the subs. I mean, sure, absolutely. Molina, you can go. James, you can go. Well, I mean. I mean, the best Arthur, part, yeah. like to me, like the best part about all of this is, is to see number 10 back in the middle um, yeah. um, with, with, with space. Um, he's just so happy. I wrote about that for, for the, in the paper for Tuesday morning that it was posted on. Uh, you can tell when you talk to him how yeah. happy he oh, is God. that he has a player like Kucho. He's just beaming. He's like, there's just an inner light to the man now. Uh, and he loves Kucho, and I think it's returned. Um, so coming up uh, Saturday, the New England Revolution at home here in the Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Charlotte on the road on the 30th. Uh, Montreal and New York City FC, two more home games on the 3rd and the 6th of August. Um, anything else you want to add before Patrick kicks us out of here, gentlemen? Is Austin going to win the Shield? How about oh, that? Uh, that's, that's good for Josh Wolf. Yeah. Good, good for him. Great season they're having. Yeah, we hate Austin. And I would say, too, I thought Cincy, even though they didn't have Acosta, let's say they throw him back into the mix because he was missing with a red card suspension. Yeah, we, we, should, we yeah. should mention that. They, That's yeah. a big part. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's not only a great player, he's kind of been a crew killer, yeah. either for D.C. or Cincinnati. Uh, he makes a difference. That team's good. Yeah. I, I, I think they're going to make the postseason. Brandon Vasquez is, is legit. Yep. Yeah, they didn't go away, did they? Even with the early goal, should ask your your guy Triple G if he's going to call in Brandon Vasquez to uh, to Qatar. I'll ask him. Yeah. All right. All right. That's all we got uh, for Patrick uh, Flaherty, the Podfather, and for Kyle Robertson, the fine photographer, best in the state in sports, many times awarded such. I got a question for you, Mike. Oh, yes. before, did you enjoy the Goosebumps theme Tifo that the Nordeca did? No, I missed it. Oh, it was good. It was good. I missed. It. I, I'm sure it was awesome because you know they're great. And for Jacob Myers, uh, please look for all their work at uh, Dispatch.com. Uh, there's a lot of it, and it's all good and everything you want to know about the crews there. So thanks for joining us once again, and Patrick, please kick us out of here.